This is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with a big smile. With the podcast, we're all psychic. And I'm laid up and Misty is very happy. She's smiling. She's so happy. Do you think we're all psychic, Misty? Yes, I do. Lisa, do you think we're all psychic? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. My face probably turned red. So, listeners and watchers, we had a... She's still trying you tell me to smile, so I'm yes, smiling. Just, oh, yeah. you, you can stop smiling now. I allow you. You can stop. Just be angry. Now be angry. Thank you. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, this is a video podcast. You got to see these faces she's making. They're good. Um, this is a requested podcast. <laughs> You're just cracking me up. This is a requested <laughs> podcast. Um, somebody wrote in. Uh, and uh, wrote an email to or filled out the contact form or the chat form or something on my website asking for a fae podcast. Fairy, the fae, the she. The she is spelled S-I-D-D-H-E. And that is what the fairies are traditionally called. She, they pronounce it she. Um, she this, this, this person had requested us to talk about any personal experiences we had with fairies. So um, the first thing I would like to do is Ring my fairy bell. Is that good? Yes. Is that okay with you, Missy? Okay, listen. Yes, I want you to ring the bell. Now, listeners and watchers, we're going to invite the fae to bless this podcast with this fairy bell that I got at Kasha's shop a long time ago when I first met her. Kasha Prime. You ready? Yes. Too bad. <laughs> so that's all you had to do. Ring the bell. Oh, somebody's interested. Look at Frank. I know. He's you like all about this podcast. So the thing about mm-hmm. they and the she and the elementals is that they are part of the earth and animals can be she or they. A fae can work mm-hmm. through an animal. A fae can work well, through And the face mm-hmm. like uh, a flower can be a fae. I want to give one example of uh, my favorite example of the fae. Um, now, if any of you have cats who go outside, you will have seen this before. I know you have. Around twilight, if you have your cats outside, they might start frisking, frisk, and they jump and they pounce and they frisk. And they're so excited and their eyes are dilated and they're just jumping on nothing in the lawn or in the, you know, wherever you may be if it's a nice day out. And that's usually the fairies. They're playing with the fairies. <laughs> if you see your cat do that, but you might not be able to see the fairies. Uh, Ouija, my cat Ouija was the one who really loved to play with them. Oh, she pounced and frisk. And Morgana did. All my life, I've seen cats frisk at twilight at nothing. And I finally figured out it was the fae. And when I figured it out, um, I asked Ouija, are you chasing Faye? And she stopped and she looked up, she licked her nose, and then she went back to it. That was a yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my first fairy experience is um, I was very little. I was, I have a memory of it being in my grandparents' house. And uh, I was very, very, very little. I can't remember. I was crawling. So I must have been a toddler or, you know, something like that. And I was looking behind my grandfather's chair and I saw this little thing. And I was like, what is that? You know, and, and, and as a baby, I just thought it was a regular thing, but I'll describe it to you. It had a little green hat and it had a, like, a, like a large forehead and then these certain kind of eyes that the Fae have. And I'll explain that in a minute. And then he had this long nose that went down and then it came into a mouth and a nose that pointed out. And he was about, he was about a foot tall. He was like just a little higher than me when I was on my hands and knees as a baby. And he goes, so he gestures. He doesn't say anything. He just gestures like, come, 
come, come. And bopped like this, but he didn't bop. He went from here to here to here, like real fast. Like, like he'd go down on one knee, but it's like he's popping. I can't, they move weird. They move like this sometimes. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't know anything then. I just remember this memory. And then I followed him. And then the next thing I remember is I went around, I followed him around a doorway to where the front door was. And all I saw, all I remember in my memory seeing is the door and a like umbrella holder, an umbrella holder that holds canes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's just a big cane sticking, a black handled, like, you know, Archie cane sticking out of it. That's all I remember. Yeah. So I told Akasha Prime the story and she, she, she uh, said that this was a leprechaun. And she said that leprechauns, when they come to babies, they either take them or they, not not, not everybody thinks the, yeah, not everybody thinks the Fae are, you know, all good and love and candy and and tricks. Um, You know, she says that this leprechaun, if he didn't take me, she says he put something in me. So that's something Hmm. that she said. I don't know about that, but I really try to look past that memory because I feel like that's just like a fake memory because the leprechaun was the one I saw as a baby was at my father's house. But the memory of going around the corner was at my mother's father's house. My father's father's house. My father was a grandfather. My, it gets so confusing. My dad's father's house is when I saw the leprechaun. But when I remember going around the corner, I'm at my other grandfather's house. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. But there's like this like a blocked memory and I can't make out what was happening then. And, and she said that. So I keep wondering, did he put something in me? What could it be? What could it be? But um, that's my mm. first experience. A little bit of fairy magic. A little bit of fairy magic. And a leprechaun, maybe put a treasure in me. Probably not, though. But uh, usually I would think, I've always thought on that. That's just a really neat story to me, that a leprechaun might put it some neat. secret in me. Yeah, you secret. I don't it know is. what it is. I like that story. <laughs> I do, too. As long as it doesn't hurt coming back out. <laughs> yeah, really. No harm done. Yeah. And... um. She said, you know, maybe he's already gotten it and you don't know, might not be in there anymore. So I don't know. But my experiences with fairies are they're they are tricky, but they want us to be happier. Usually now there are some that are, mm, but they're usually mm, towards people who are mm, towards them. And a lot of times uh, fairies will play games. They'll hide your keys. They'll hide your chocolate. They'll hide stuff and you find it in the same spot later. And they, I've been told by the Faye voices or just the knowledge was dropped into me when I asked Faye, because I do work with them a lot. Um, they told me that like when they do that, they're trying to get us to lighten up. And we usually get angry and they think that's funny. Because they, they, oh, they, yeah. they say the next step is lightening up after anger. Because what else you got? <laughs> yeah, so true. they like to do that. They like to lighten us up because we're too heavy, they say. Yeah. Um have you ever had any fairy experiences that you could think no. of? No, that's why I'm all in this. I'm I'm all about it. I, I'm very curious about it. Okay, well, um, well, let's believe in it. Yeah, yeah I believe in it. You know, but I've never, or maybe I have had an experience. I didn't know about it. I, I, I just, I don't know. I think you had an experience and you don't know about it. At least one, um, that I know of. And we talked about this before the podcast, listeners and watchers. But um, by the way, my back's kind of screwed up, so I'm on a heating pad and lying down. But uh, and her back's messed up, but she's toughing it out. <laughs> um. She, if, if you guys remember, if you've listened to the podcast or what, we talked about the black snake Misty saw about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw that black snake and it had the Faye look. I'm not sure, I'm not positive it was Faye, but it looked Faye to me. It, it had this shiny black eyes, 
the black skin and shiny black eyes. And it was something about the eyes. And I'll try to describe fey eyes. Um, you will have seen them in dreams, maybe, or in visions, or even a real person can look like this, and they're a fey. They're just black. It's kind of like the Coraline buttons, but they're not buttons. They're just like black. But they're they're kind. There's no whites in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Just pitch black. And it's kind of like they come out a little bit. It's hard to explain. And they're small. They're small. Black eyes. Okay. And um, they're real, they're beady, but they're they're friendly. They're not, you know, scary. <laughs> All right. Um, so, like, Misty, listeners and watchers, she had this black snake come around. And she found out that it was a snake that kills other snakes. And um, she was very scared of it because she doesn't like snakes. So mm-hmm. I was telling her I think that was a fairy, a fae snake coming to help her. And it's a definitely lightened you up. <laughs> I'm sure they got a good kick out of that. Yeah, they do. They do. They like laughing. I'm sure, they did. But it did help you, didn't it? That snake. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it helped me get over a little bit of a fear. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. It seems like there was more to that snake, and I just can't remember. We'll have to, have to listen back to that podcast and see. There was a lot going on in my life. There was. There was a lot. Yeah, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Listeners. Yeah. That's a very important podcast we will do when Misty is ready. Yes. Whenever that may be. Hmm. Maybe the fairies will let us know. Yeah. Um, let me think. Some other fairy experiences. Um, I have had friends that I thought had fae in them. And uh, my boyfriend seems like he has fae in him. A lot of redheads and Irish people will say, or Scottish or British Isles people will say they've had experiences with fairies. And I am half Irish or a little bit Irish, some Irish. <laughs> but, um, and Missy, you've got to have some British Isles in you with that pale skin and, the, you know, your hair was light, you know. And um, I wanted to play this for you guys. Um, when we were getting ready for the podcast, I rang my bell. Fairy bell for my boyfriend. Speaking of the Fay boyfriend possibility. And if you can hear this, this is what came through in his recording. Do you hear that, Misty? Mm-hmm. All right, so I did it again. And then, listeners and watchers, I said, well, I'm going to try it for Misty. And I went to Misty on Facebook and... I'll try ringing it for you and see if it does that. Why'd that happen? Why'd that happen, Miss A? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The fairies were maybe, maybe they didn't want Chris to hear the bell, I think. But maybe if he watches this podcast, maybe he will never hear the bell. But I wonder why that wouldn't work. And then Misty had a lot of connection issues. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I asked, we asked them, we both asked them, but rang the bell and asked them if they would help her get her connection issues fixed. And so did her husband. He was helping her. <laughs> He's probably the one who fixed it. But the fae may have had something to do with it. Well, the internet connection, yeah. Yeah, because nothing would work for her except, like, her tablet. Mm-hmm. And um, we rang the bell. And I, and Misty and I asked them to help her out and said, I said I would give them an offering tonight. I'll talk about offerings at the end of the podcast. They're fun. Um, so one of my favorite fairy experiences, there's so many. I mean, there's just there's so many. But one of my favorite fairy experiences was when I actually saw, like, the traditional type fairy like Tinkerbell, you know, that's what everyone, most people think of fairy, Tinkerbell, you know, yes. uh, the wings, the sparkles, the glow, everything. I was in my old apartment on Brookline and um, 
I love this is this is one of my favorite fairy stories. It leads up to this fairy story. So um, when I lived in College Street, probably in 2019 or 18, it, it was really rainy for several days and all these mushrooms grew. We always had fairy mushrooms in the yard. Sometimes they form a ring. And if you don't know a fairy ring, um, if you go in one, you disappear forever. <laughs> that's the legend. But that's not what happens. I went in there. I didn't feel anything, but I felt oh, I felt fairy ring in my yard. That's about all I felt. Um, but then one day it had been raining and all the mushrooms, I've never seen mushrooms do this. I guess they do. But all these huge mushrooms, they, they were big too. They're like, they're like white mushrooms about this big. They all turn, they, they were like cats. And then they all turned up and open like this inside out. And they were hmm. filled with water, like little cups of water. And I got one of my essential oil, like empty, a you know, clean one uh, that you can suck up water like a dropper. And I got hmm. that and I filled up a jar to keep this water because I knew I figured it was from the fairies. It's from mushrooms. It rained. The mushrooms don't do that. I've never seen a mushroom do that. I guess they do, but <laughs> I'd never seen it. And um, so I kept this water and I, was, I, I got it all. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I got to leave a little bit. So I went through and I put a little bit in each of the um, mushrooms because I they, they kind of tell you, but you don't know. They don't tell you with words. You just kind of know what they want. I realized from my point of view, they were telling me, just take this water, but leave us some. And so I did. And uh, I put it in, you know, I'm going to go get that water. Be right back. Listen, entertain these uh, listeners. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Ow. She'll be right back with fairy water. <laughs> Mushroom fairy water. Real fairy. Mushroom. Water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heard it's good stuff, too. Yep. So, I love Lisa's stories about fairies. They fascinate me. They're so cool. But I have not heard this story, so I'm kind of anxious to hear what happens at the end. Does she see the fairy? She said that she sees the fairy. I do. So, what happens? But you know what? But what? Uh oh, she dropped the fairies are really playing with us, Missy. Uh oh. This is pretty ironic too, because the the painting that just fell off the wall. Yes. <laughs> it's a fairy tree. Ah! <laughs> it just fell off the wall, and I can't find the mushroom water. It's always right where it is, and it's not there. Of course, it's not. Oh, they play. They play in listeners and watchers. I love it, and uh, that's what they love best. I think. To play with us, give us gifts, and the gifts often are burdensome, but they teach us good things to be happier. Oh, <laughs> did you see how fast? See how fast? Gandalf's <laughs> a little fairy cat. He gets, yes. he got very excited when I rang the bell first time. He he was so anyway. I did take this water, and when I moved into Brookline, I had a rosemary plant in my apartment. So I took some of this water. I wanted to get, I made a fairy offering, which I'll explain how you do that. I took some of this mushroom water and I put it on the rosemary. I felt like they wanted me to. And that's where I had like little fairy furniture. <laughs> I went to Dollar General and got some of that. Oh, yeah. Furniture. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. I, had, I set those all around the, the rosemary with like little stools of rocks and like a little chair with a little rock footrest, you know? <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, you put out silver for your offerings and the cream and milk, cream and uh, honey, I'm sorry. And um, right when I put the water, like I touched the water, I felt I push, put it on this rosemary plant and it, everything seemed to feel different. I can't explain it. And I sat down 
I was sitting right here. This is like my spot, but in that apartment, my window was over there. And that's where the offering was. And I was just sitting there and all the lights were out and the candles were lit and the cats just started frisking, frisking, like all over the place. Frisk, 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 jumping off the walls, climbing the tapestries. They were frisking, but it wasn't destructive. It was really, really cute. And um, I tried to video them and they instantly stopped. I mean, they were acting very out of character, but cute and like little kittens, like playing and frisking in the yard at night, twilight, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I sat back and I just looked out and like just looked out with not looking at anything, just kind of spacing out. And then I saw the little Tinkerbell fairy. <laughs> it was about it was probably about four feet away from me. I would say it was about four feet in the air. And I had just been asking, please let me see you. Please let me see you. And this little gold, I mean, it was, it looked like bright, bright gold, kind of, kind of like burning magnesium. I think it's magnesium or sulfur, but it's, it's like, it wasn't quite that bright. It was yellow, gold, yellow gold, like, like Tinkerbell, you know? And it felt masculine. I can't explain that, but it just felt like it was a masculine fairy. And it just went right across the room. It popped out of nowhere in the middle of the room and went into the wall. And I was just so happy. <laughs> it was like, I saw the fairy. <laughs> That's yeah. the only time I've seen any kind of fae. Now, I know a lot of people see fae. A lot of people I know who work in the field, who, who work with their magic, who work with uh, energy at all. And they, they want to, you know, be visited by the fairy. Sometimes they just are. And some of them, like me, sought them out, like with offerings. I want to invite them into my life and see what they're about. Um, my best guess is that they are part of the earth and they are all like the elements like fire, water, earth and air. Um, and I think most people believe this too, or this is what I've read also, you know, that fairies are associated with elements and they're often called elementals as well. Um, so like a tree could be an elemental fairy. A nymph is an elemental fairy and a wood nymph, you know, like you've heard of wood nymphs. They're like living women trees or, yeah, <laughs> and, and then, yeah. And, uh, what other kinds? Of course, the leprechaun. Now there's, there's banshees. Banshees are an Irish legend. Banshees, uh, they are said, the legend says that they are old women, hooded women in a black cloak and they come and wail the night before someone's going to die. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I've always loved the story of banshees. Uh, I just think it's fascinating. Uh, I used it in one of my, I used the type, I made up my own kind of banshee for a book, but I used one in a a fantasy novel. And um, it was like an urban fantasy novel. So I made this a banshee in the real life, you know? (laughs) And uh, so nobody really knows much, but people who live in Ireland say this happens. The wailing woman, like walking the land, you know, with a lantern and she, she, she lets you know, and everyone knows somebody's going to die the next day in their family. You know, that was a legend. (laughs) Trying to think of other types. Um, so do they live like in, in like fairy groups? Or? I don't know. I think they do. And some live singularly. I don't know. I think they're all like people, you know, sometimes they're in big groups. Sometimes they live alone. Um, I did see a white fox once. I told you about that. I think Missy, I had a really bad night one time. I may have talked about this on the podcast before. I was walking downtown Decatur at like three in the morning, two in the morning, trying to find a place to stay. And uh, this fairy fox, it was a fairy fox. It was a white fox. There's no white foxes in Decatur. (laughs) It just jumped out of the bushes, looked back at me and ran a little bit and then looked back at me again and then jumped in the bushes again. So um, I followed where he was jumping out and I just kept going that way. Um, 
I'm trying to think of, and it felt like that box was there to kind of guide me into a safer direction than I was going mm-hmm. to go. Um, it was a really dark street and I didn't know where I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's see, I think there are like a lot of flowers or considered fey flowers, um, berries like flowers, supposedly little, little kinds like the Tinkerbell kinds, like the, the flowers. Um, and let's see what else. Do you know of any kind of fairies that you can think of off the top of your head that I haven't um, mentioned? No, not that I can think of. I think you've named them. Like well, the only- like big bads, like ogres and orcs and, you know, some of those. Yeah. Um, I've never had experience with like a fae monster that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Um, from what I understand of the fae, they're, they're really peaceful. They want to keep the land and the earth healthy. And they want to keep people healthy. And if they're not healthy, they may come along and make us healthy somewhere or another if they want us to. If we're, if I don't know what causes them to be attracted to people in any way. I don't know. But maybe they will tell us during this podcast or after my offering. I guess I'll tell you about offer. That's what I was going to tell. I was going to talk about the offerings. So if you want to offer the fairies an offering, the traditional thing is whipped cream or heavy cream or milk. Um, with some honey mixed in it. And you want to put enough honey in it so that the cats don't drink it, the dogs don't drink it. <laughs> enough like honey? It. Enough honey so nothing else drinks it. Too sweet. And the fairies like that. And I always like to put some silver, like silver chunks. I usually use my starling or just some charms that are made of like alloys that are colored silver because they like shiny silver stuff. Akasha Prime told me that they don't like actual silver, that it burns their skin, but I don't know about that. I always, they, I seem to get... I seem to get gifts more when I use real sterling because um, I really love shiny. And another thing you can do with the Fae is I've read this and I've done it. They seem to like it. Get a mirror and focus it, like tilt it to where it's looking at your fairy offering, your your honey and uh, cream, whatever you offer them. You might feel like they say to you, hey, give me, give me a cracker, you know, or I want some cake. They, they've asked me for specific things before, like a grape or a raisin or something like that. And you put the mirror over, like, tilted to where it's looking at the offering. Some people believe they come through mirrors and they live in mirror worlds and in the mirror worlds and they can drink the milk that way. Some people say they're just so small, you don't notice any that's missing. Um, that's what I was going to ask you. If you oh, gave the offering and it would be gone? I had two really, really weird ones. The first one that was really, really weird. I put my fairy offering on the step outside my house. This is probably in like 2020, 19. No, it was 2019 or 18. And I put this little, this is what I was getting interested in them. I put this dish out of honey and milk and in the morning, it was completely filled and overflowing with dead roaches. Big, (gasps) huge, fat. And I was like, why would they do that? And I realized they were helping me because that area was always full of roaches. And they yeah. put all the roaches in the honey milk. Tons of them. I mean, they weren't just, that wouldn't happen normally. Like a whole bunch yeah. of roaches. I mean, there were like probably about 20 bodies piled in and all around this fairy offering. Mm-hmm. Um, another time I put the fairy offering out in my yard and uh, I went to go get it the next day. And I saw all these ants all over it, all over everything. Ants, 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 getting them the milk and cream and carrying it off. And then I just had this information drop into my head from the fairies. I think that when the ants go get the milk and honey, they take it back into the ground. And that's what makes the fairy rings, mushrooms. That's what oh. they, that's how they said that the fairy mushrooms grow or they're 
That's what they told me. They said, oh, leave it. Leave it there for a longer time. Let all the ants do their things. So I went back out a few hours later, and it was all cleaned up and gone. Every single ant, every drop gone. Hmm. They have left me presents. Um, nothing that someone might consider a present, but like they've left me certain kinds of seeds that don't look like any seeds I've ever seen. I still have those. Um, and sometimes on the tray, like I usually put it on a tray, like the bell, the cup. Maybe we'll say like I have a little silver spoon. I'll put, you know, stir it with and put it there. And um, I just totally lost what I thought. <laughs> You were just talking about, you know, how the food on there, you know, you, you would do different things and you would put it. Oh, the, the, the rewards, the treasures they would give me. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, there's, there's, there's been other ones. I mean, to me, the fairy uh, mushrooms were the biggest gift I ever got from an offering because that was just really, really magical and special. Because after I took the water and put some back, I looked back out there maybe an hour later and they were all normal again. They were. Oh, wow. So you got yeah. right, right in time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, I think I think that that one with the roaches was really weird because that was one where, you know, if you're scared of fairies, you're going to be scared of that. because It was gross. <laughs> it, 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 what? The roaches? I bet. Yeah. yeah it, it was just, oh, my God. But then when I realized they were being helpful or showing how they can help, I was like, oh, you know, that that wasn't scary. But I mean, I imagine somebody who really hates roaches. Nobody likes roaches, I don't think. But mm -hmm. that would be terrifying. It was terrifying when I saw it. But then I threw the roaches out into the yard and cleaned the bowl up. And I was just like, I think that was a gift of some sort, you know. And I didn't see any roaches around that area because we had a big oak tree. And in Alabama, guys, oak trees are where the big, big, yucky roaches live. And um, it was on the other side of the house. But we always had them all around that area because the trash cans were there, I guess. I don't know. They were always loving that area. And they weren't there for like a week or two after that. Hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. That is cool. So if you're making a fairy offering, you, you do want to mix the honey and milk, you know, the bowl. I usually, I usually use like a little rock bowl. You can use anything. as like anything you want. <laughs> and um, the like silver charms. I put sometimes some gemstones because I have gemstones or crystals. They love crystals. And uh, like traditionally, so you put your offering outside and then you ring the bell, let them know and leave and check the next morning. If they have left you anything, or if in this case, they won't leave me anything, probably this is their gift. They're making this, these computer work. <laughs> yeah. we, asked them. we asked them and we, we said, I'd leave them an offering. And Miss, Missy, you're going to leave them an offering too? Yeah. Do you have any bells? You can use a jingle bell. You don't have to have a fairy bell. You can use a jingle a bell. bell. You don't have any bells on your Christmas tree or anything? Mm -mm. <gasps> well, I'll just have to do the fairy. Bell. I need a bell. You're, I, I'm <laughs> expecting you to have to do it, I guess. Okay, I'll have to do it. Sorry. Maybe when you go to bed, you can just just whisper to the fairy something that you know a gratitude, and and they'll they'll know. <laughs> so, listeners, um, if you've had any experiences with fairies, we'd love to hear about them. I'd love to talk about them. I mean, uh, there's more. I just can't think of them off top. Off top, top, top. I was thinking of so many earlier of that I've had with fairies. Uh, that, that that that's how I explain these experiences, anyway. Um, I think Misty. Now that you do, you have any questions? Because you had said before you wanted to ask some questions about. Well, yeah, I wanted to know about you know. Well, where do you think they live? Too, I, I asked about you know if they lived in groups or not. But where do you think they live? Do they do they live in different dimensions? Do you think? I think or, they live in every. I don't know. I, I don't know about. I don't know the other dimensions and stuff. It's not something I can really. I can wrap my head around a little bit, but not really. 
But with the fairies, it feels like it's an earth on earth. You know, it feels like they're just just out of our view all the time. That's the only way I can explain it, especially when you're outside. They're just out of view. And if you look, I thought I saw that tree smile, you know, stuff like that. Right. And I think see, didn't you say you hugged a tree recently, like in the last couple of years? You just felt really. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Tell, I was a great hugger. Well, how, how was that for you? So oh, it oh. felt good. Yeah. Energies felt good. So that's like the fae energy. That's like the heartbeat of the fae is tapping into something in nature, like hugging a tree and letting it affect you. Uh, yeah. To me, that's where the fae live in the nature, in nature's heart. And yeah. I know that's a place, but to me, it is, you know? Okay. Okay. That's the best way I can explain it, but they're always just out of view, is what it feels like. They're always watching, like elves at Christmas watching the kids. Yeah. So mm. that's kind of what I, and elves are sometimes considered fae, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking mm. of. Yeah. Um, do you have any other questions? No, I, I just find it fascinating. I just it like is. the stories. Yeah, there's so much. There's so many fairy tales and fae tales, and um, you just search them on the internet, and you'll find a million zillion. So, why do they call it fairy tales? <laughs> call tales That's a fairy. You fairies have tales. Yeah, lies, <laughs> <laughs> stories that are make believe called fairy tales. That's true. Why is that? They're usually about fairies doing something wicked. Mm-hmm. Fairy tales, like the grim, grim fairy tales. The old ones, the traditional ones, were really gruesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, some people in. Well, I took a lot of English classes, and we studied fairy tales in some of my classes. And the teachers would explain that these were like allegories that people made up so their kids wouldn't do stuff. You know, right? And the fairies would get them. So that's kind of like Brother Grimm did that. You know, that perspective. So the fairies will get you if you're not good. Um, Now, a lot of people really do believe that the fairies will get you if you're not good, and you have them involved in your life. And it's whatever they consider good, and whatever kinds of fairies you pick to hang out with. What I understand, or pick to invite in. So if you do want to work with fairies or invite them into your life, be specific. Nice, kind, good fairies. (laughs) (laughs) They do not want you to do bad things. No. Um, and they just want you to love on them and them love you back. That's the best kind of fairy if you ask them. Me too. <laughs> so, and I guess in closing, any last words for the listeners and watchers, Misty? Well, I think they should try doing yeah. a fairy offering now. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody should do that tonight. And if you do, or you can do it tomorrow, the solstice is a good time to do it. Yeah, you know, I'll do one tonight and tomorrow night. Okay, I'll find a bell. And I'll, I'll get you a bell by tomorrow. I'll get you a bell by tomorrow. <laughs> we'll both move on tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. But listeners, maybe you and watchers, maybe by the solstice, you'll hear this and watch this podcast, and maybe you'll find a bell in your house. It could be any bell. And it doesn't have to. I mean, you can go ding a ding a ding a ding a ding Or you can play the bell from the podcast if it works. We don't know. That's it. true. Very true. You don't know yet. Did you say fairy true? <laughs> fairy true. Fairy true. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Fairy true. Oh, fairy. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, I guess that's your homework for Misty. Yep. And uh, in closing, thank you, fairies. And thank you, listeners. And thank you, listeners. And thank you. And thank you, Everclear. Thank you, Everclear, our sponsor. Everclear is an advice app and a website where you can get advice from psychics and empaths where you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And thank you so much, listeners and watchers. Thank you. We love you. Thank you, Misty. Bye. And peace out. Bye.